Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek, Charlotte Wilder. What's going on, guys? Entering a big, big weekend. This is fun, right? I told you sports would be back. <laughs> I'm over the moon about it, um, uh, you know, over the rainbow, and we've gotten all the orange we can handle out of the way already now, thanks to Cleveland and Cincinnati. I mean, it was an orange fest. Now on to all the other colors. Yeah, for sure. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to uh, NBA, NHL. We're going to talk Emmys a little bit, and we are going to have our extra points for extra pay parlay later in the show. Last week, last week, we went three for three on it charlotte you had the ravens over the uh browns and that was a, dis- a destruction i was 38 6 uh dave you had what uh buffalo over the jets the bills yes right yeah and, and i had the packers plus points over the vikings didn't even need them they won now what happens is Fanduel will add a point to each of our picks and then boost the odds on the parlay and so that thing won that was a plus 460 payout and I should have waited to tell you guys, but I was so excited that I texted you. I should have seen your natural reactions. We cost FanDuel on that parlay more than a million dollars. It doesn't make any sense. And I, Is that like good for us? Well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, you know, my our guy Toby told me, he's like, you want to hear the good news? And I was like, is that really good news? Uh, the, we cost the boss a million dollars. I don't want to bankrupt the people who are paying right. us. <laughs> and if we do this every week, I'm not great at math, even though we connected on that parlay 17 times a million. 50 times, I mean, we're going to cost them $17 million, probably more, because by that time, <laughs> more uh, more people will jump on. Um, what do we think about this? So do we lay low a little bit this week? What no. are we, we're, we're taking a dive this week? <laughs> what? Is that what we're winners, it, Sal? What we do is we win. All right. Well, I I am I happen to be privy to who uh, to to both of your picks this week, which Sal will announce later. Yes. And good news for Fanduel. I don't. I, I I'm worried about no. One. We'll, no, no, we'll, no. We'll dig into that. No. One. We're, no. I'm. We're rolling. We we're in tune. Oh, we're gonna yeah. roll. It can't be mine. Yeah. I'm always right. You can't. Yeah, be Charlotte's worried about never mine. wrong. You're never wrong. And as far as last week's concerned, I'm never wrong. So why would anyone go against us? But I do feel like it's a weird thing. Like um, like we're working at a bakery, but we're selling donuts out out the back door, you know, and keeping <laughs> the profits. And then like, hey, boss. Well, no, everybody likes your donuts. They'll be back. I don't, I don't know. It's a very strange predicament to be in here i'm not look we're just we're just the talent we don't we don't make the numbers work i'm i'm trusting i'm trusting the guys with the calculator we're doing our jobs i i don't say this out of uh mere uh self-promotion for minus three the podcast Uh but the good news is if we're always winners the public at large feels that my partner on minus three jeff schwartz is always wrong ergo we've unveiled the fade jeff schwartz challenge we're gonna do it every week this week He's all over um, the Giants um, who oh. are getting six and a half at uh, Chicago. believe in the, the Lions. Ki- yeah. The Lions. You think the Giants him. are going to beat the Bears? Yeah. At least cover, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six and a half. It's, it's a fascinating one. And I can tell you just very quickly, it's not just out of spite that I say it. I, I actually think the Bears are, oh. are going to win that one. You can get it at I six and a half bears- right now. 
I think the Bears are going to win that too. I, w- I want the Giants to win. I weirdly have a soft spot for the Giants, which as a Pats fan, I'm definitely not supposed no. to. And I've literally never said that out loud before in my entire life. But I figure it's time to own my truth. So we can get into that later. Can we talk about the games? I'm so heated on so many it. different fronts. You want to talk about like, the football game from last night? Baker Barrow? I don't. I don't know whether we should start with football or basketball because I'm just mad about all of it. So oh, I thought I get, you were let's about football. Let's start. I thought you were about to go Marcus Smart on us. That's what I was <laughs> no, worried about. Shouting well, us down here. Let's start football. Uh, five and a half, 44 and a half was the line. 35-30. The Browns beat the Bengals. A big backdoor burrow cover there. Uh, went in there. And and it made it close. I kind of think it's a win for both teams. I really do. I think, you know, Browns, people like they're back on track. Odell Beckham, people were talking about trading him before this game. He scored. He gets to stick around another week. Baker didn't look terrible. He was fine. Their run game is very solid. Kareem Hunt, uh, Nick Chubb, maybe the best one-two in the game. And then you got Joe Burrow. um, Passed 61 times without an interception. Pretty remarkable. Five for five on fourth downs. Um, but Charlotte, you're upset that he lost or he's being mistreated. Well, I can't wait to no, hear this. I'm upset. I'm upset that he is. I I wrote this article this morning, so it's coming out on Fox Sports. So what I say here in sort of a heated tone will hopefully be more coherent in written form <laughs> on the Fox Sports app. We, we shall see. I'm just so frustrated because he is transcendent. Like, I really do not remember seeing a rookie quarterback come in and look this good on this team, on, on this bad of a team. Like, their offensive line, watching him get hit, I was getting so goddamn frustrated because I was like, this is such, he is such a great player. Like, you, you put him, you put him on the worst team Mm -hmm. and he is still such a good player he makes a completion as he's getting sacked for the millionth time he throws these unbelievable throws that you know while he's under intense pressure because the the o-line is a is a sieve Mm -hmm. like he's playing he 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 is a colander for an offensive line and it just frustrates like they they had they had him pass 61 times on the broadcast troy aikman was like i didn't pass 60 times in three weeks like I don't know. There's just people. It's what I was talking about. It's what I've been talking about this whole time where it's like you can be great. You can have so much talent. If you aren't put in a position to succeed with the organizational and managerial help that you need, how can you? And yeah. I just it it tears me apart watching him. Well, it, it, it seems 30, like 30 points against the Browns. Anyway, it seems like he's he, he's torn apart, too. You see him in the postgame interview and he's like, yes. he's like, this is not acceptable. We're not going to. I was like, oh, boy. It, it, you better accept it because you're going to lose 12 games. You're going to these guys who are used to losing Dave three games over their careers in college. Uh, they get that in September, you know, the first month. And it happens in college basketball too. you know, Anthony Davis, you know, these all these guys that come over and have these incredible winning streaks uh, thanks to their performances. And now they have to deal with this. It's going to be a rough go if he doesn't psychologically get used. Yeah, to losing. I mean. Right. Two games in, though, I will point out, yeah, the guy who swept the table now 10 years ago, Cam Newton, probably has just to to fill in the blank of what Charlotte uh, was was uh, opining on there. 
I think Cam Newton stands as the greatest uh, rookie quarterback season ever. RG3 had a great oh, yeah. one. Cam was on a bum Panthers team. Andrew Luck had one. I'm just throwing out some other candidates for great rookie seasons on bad teams there. Um, two, the backdoor cover was painful. I thought it was uh, locked up for the Browns, and uh, and there goes Burrow right at the end with the yeah. uh, what ultimately proved to be a meaningless touchdown there. And you'll wonder, could they have stolen that game if they had punched it in from the inch line on the Gio Bernard non-touchdown? Had they punched that in, gone for two, it kind of shapes up that uh, that maybe the Bengals would have stolen the game outright. And three, as far as that goes, for all the swooning about Baker Mayfield and comparisons to Brett Favre and everything else, yeah, in terms of swagger, he's got that. And it is important, and I do want a gunslinger as my quarterback. Um, but Baker Mayfield, the, the, the overstatement, the beauty in the eye of the beholder and all that kind of stuff, Baker Mayfield threw for a little over 200 yards against the bum Bengals defense that had their best defensive player in street clothes. Mm. What are we What are we talking about here? Let's, let's slow down on Baker. Mm. Burrow? The real deal. <laughs> Baker, two plus seasons more evidence than Joe Burrow. Yeah. I'm still not sure. All right. Shara, go ahead. You're still fired yes, up. Yes, no. I'm just like, oh my God. It just, it just, like, how. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> every time we do this, every time there is one game where a quarterback or a player needs needs one little tiny shove for his narrative to be, oh, he's back and it happens, it blows my mind. I'm like, how are we still doing this? Are you seriously it, like it, immediately in the post game in the post game commentary on Twitter, people are like, the Baker really needed this. This is what Baker needed. I'm like, what? He needed to beat the Bengals barely by five points? Mm. Is that what he needed? Like, are you kidding me? How is it all of a sudden that he is a great quarterback again when he has one game where he doesn't throw an interception? Right. Like, I can't, I can't even. All right, let me, let did me, he throw let an me interception? Play, I don't know. Maybe he let me did. Let play devil's even. advocate here with the whole, uh, because because I know the, the immediate thing to do is everyone goes to, oh, Baker's the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North. I'm like, all right, timeout. I want to see Burrow against that Steelers defense twice. I think that's those are going to be sad days. I don't think those numbers are going to uh, be similar to last night's. Same with the Ravens. He's got some tough games ahead of him, all right? Um, Baker, I, they finally played a more balanced game, which they should. And Chubb and, and Hunt, that's those that the run often should run through those guys. So if he didn't have great numbers, so be it. They they scored and they did what they had to. They also probably could have lost the game. Um, but and they may have, sorry, Charlotte, they may have just beat the worst team in the league. Who is who's gonna be the worst team in the league? It might be the Bengals. It that might not be any fault of Joe Burrows, but they could end up with three or four wins. I'm still not counting really? them as like six or a seven win team. And you have teams like the Jaguars putting up uh, wins out of nowhere could be Cincinnati at no, the I, bottom. So I think that's right. But I think that's just driving me so mm -hmm. nuts is that, is that Joe Burrow is clearly really good <laughs> he is. and he is on a team that is going to be really bad. You can't win. <laughs> you can't win games by yourself. And so he can be as good as he is and they're still going to lose. And that's oh, what's I killing me. But but Charlotte, why why the concern? Why for uh, you're so worried about Joey Burrow? Because I think he's. <laughs> I th it kills me to watch people who are talented be at the mercy of of management or situations outside their control. It really just like hits some nerve. I don't know whether that says anything about my career for the past, <laughs> you know, 10 years. Um, I think I might be projecting a little bit, um, you know, and, and I'm 
being in a place now where I truly yeah. like I have really incredible people that I work with Thank and you. I feel supported. It's like this is great. Yeah. Yeah, you you're, guys. You're, yeah. you're on an undefeated team. Like, you're on an I undefeated just, team right yeah. now, Charlotte. Just, what is, is that it? You just wanted to compliment us. It hits That's a nerve. All? Yeah. It hits well, a nerve. What anyway, one thing? <laughs> yeah. One thing that I will say though is I I think I'm also I think Baker's just rubbing me the yeah, wrong maybe. way. Like yeah. he, I really think that there is a personality thing going on here. Where like if he hears this, great, put me on your blacklist. I don't like whatever. <laughs> he he comes out and the first question in the post game uh, presser that Colleen Wolf, who I think is wonderful, she's a great person, good friend, incredibly talented. She says, okay, Baker, um, you know, because he had that whole thing last year or two years ago or whenever he said it where. He he was like, I woke up feeling dangerous and everyone was like, oh, it's so charming. And he, I, I at the time was kind of like, you know what? Talk your talk, Baker. Like, mm-hmm. let's see what you can do. He comes out and she says, so Baker, tell me, um, how'd you feel when you woke up this morning? And he just goes, his face sort of like gets all cloudy and he goes, I felt good. I'm not doing that anymore. And I was like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, don't take yourself so seriously. Play along. It's 2020. No one's having fun. Like, have some goddamn fun. And then he just sort of does this interview like really petulantly. And at the end, he's like, well, I'm not going to chirp back anymore. But in the Mayfield house, we don't forget. And I was wow. like, you are so insufferable. <laughs> he has a house. I, I mean, the, I don't even know he had a house. The image... The gut reaction. I don't fear the Browns as a Steelers fan. I don't fear the Bengals. I laugh at them. They serve as a reminder to me that no matter how bad things get for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it could always be worse. I could be rooting for one of those two teams. Um, But Baker is intrinsically unlikable to me. I, 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 again, there's just something about his disposition Sitting on the bench betwixt Odell and uh, Jarvis Landry last night in the in the waning moments, his hands uh, around his collar there, leaning back without a care in the world. Good job, man. You're going to survive the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you on this one. And I like the swaggering QB, like I say. And it is, sadly, to play devil's damashek, it is a little bit of a bummer that you cannot have any personality you cannot say anything at all good bad or, as a as an NFL QB you really are essentially a senatorial candidate and will get in trouble for anything right. you say just say like See, hey, we're but- just hey, we're just keeping our head down trying to win game if, if you say anything other than that you will get the scorn of uh of the uh, of football America I don't even I don't even necessarily think that's true though I think that there's you can I like when quarterbacks have personality. I even wrote something a year ago saying like, let Baker talk, you know, when everyone was trashing him. But I think that that talk has to be backed up with action and talk has to kind of be earned. And if you if you come across as as petulant or condescending after the best thing you did in a while is beat the Bengals, I'm like, we got to you know, you got to read the room like you say what you want and, and have an attitude. But it just comes across as kind of obnoxious to me. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's it's weird because he's stuck because if he over-celebrates this win with Colleen Wolf, you, you and I, the three of us are like, big deal, you beat the Bengals, which is what we're doing anyway. Um, yeah. I just think there's a way to do it without without coming across sure. as... Yeah, and I... I, I, I don't applaud, know. I don't I applaud, know. What do I no, know? No, you know a lot. I applaud all the reporters for asking questions that we don't hear every single day, the whole time, had to tell us how you feel right now. Tell us how you felt when you woke up is so much better regarding the history and everything else. Um, 
But uh, how 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 much does this mean? Yeah, for you? right. It's always my favorite yeah. question. How much? Like scale of one to ten? What? What? Like how do you mean? I don't know how how much it meant. Good. It I'd was probably good or- say. I'd probably say it matters like, I don't know, 20 bucks. Yeah, 20 Yeah, like, yeah, well, I don't, I'm not sure what the proper answer uh, to, to that ridiculous question is. But I do want to say philosophically, Charlotte, I wildly disagree um, with the premise that if you can't back it up, you can't talk. Because if you take away the talking part, I'm really, uh, I really have none. <laughs> Anybody who's ever played pickup basketball with me or played high school basketball against me knows that uh, Damashek liked to chirp before the game. And then then they would be like, Wait, the guy who was talking before the game never even plays in the game. He just sits at the end of the bench the go. whole time. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. No, that can that can like become your thing. You know, like if you don't play at all, you can say whatever you right. want. Oh, that's, that's my thing. that's my thing. That's my thing, Charlotte. That's right? been my thing forever. Well, we have to we have to help young Charlotte get over this whole thing where because this is what's going to happen. Great quarterbacks are going to play. College quarterbacks are going to play on lousy teams. It's just they're not going to switch it up and let the Chiefs and 49ers have the first pick. It's just like that. I really, it's actually, it's funny you say that because as I was writing that this morning, I was like, this is my, this is my like Sisyphean battle. Like this is my MC Escher print where I'm like wandering around at a staircase that goes nowhere, (laughs) writing about something that will never have a solution. Like what am I even doing here? But that's, uh, I don't know. That's sports. That's that's extra points. And yes, that's sports in general, I think. Um, Let's talk about our teams, our games, um, the three games. Pittsburgh, uh, Denver is at Pittsburgh. Dave, your Steelers are favored by a full touchdown. According to FanDuel, the over-under is 40 and a half. Are you feeling weird about this? Both of these teams, I like how they did this. They both played Monday. They're both coming off the short week. No rest advantage. Really, I think Denver is... Denver's decent against your team, if you believe in history. I think the last five they've covered or something like that. And uh, don't, you don't you don't mind this because it's not an overwhelming offense you need to face, I'm guessing. Yeah, and it, it's interesting when you talk to guys um, who are uh, on pro football teams about the, the – well, Mike Munchak left the Steelers fairly recently. He knows a fair amount of their personnel. He knows the tendencies of uh, Keith Butler, uh, the defensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. Now he's the head coach um, or the, uh, or over there coaching up offense in Denver. And so is that, does that matter? People are like, Oh, what's he know? He doesn't know. But then other guys are like, Oh yeah, that that's a big thing. So that concerns me as does, this weird little political fallout about the names on the back of the helmets. I don't know if that's a national story, but uh, a couple of high profile Steelers on the, at the line of scrimmage put different names on there. And it's, it's a mess on the banks of the three rivers, this debate about what they did. And I wonder legitimately if it fractures the locker room short term, it did when they played the bears in Chicago around the Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing, you'll remember the Steelers heavily favored to beat the bears that day lost in overtime. And it was, and after the fact, everybody pointed at, mm. well, it was the whole mess of, should we kneel or should we, I don't know. I, I, was that it, when, that it bleeds was that into Villan- the, yes. Sorry. Was exactly. that when Villanueva stayed in the tunnel? Yes, exactly. Okay. Villanueva wore the name right. of a, of a fallen soldier and, Marquis Pouncey now regrets, but it's a, it's a whole. I think I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a uh, Broncos apologist, and I don't know where all the points come from. Although I know Jerry Judy dropped a couple of big passes, they could have had a few more points on the scoreboard uh, Monday night against Tennessee. The the thing we talk about quarterback interviews, Big Ben is um, quietly emerging as the star here. It depends on how you look at it. Last week he discussed how he. Uh, 
he was nervous. Did you see how nervous he was? It's like, I haven't been, I'm, I get the butterflies in my stomach. I don't know if I'll be able to get over this. It was like, it was a weird, um, you know, it's when you have Skip Bayless screaming about leadership and Dak and then, you know, which was ridiculous. And then you have, um, I was thinking of Pittsburgh and, and the Steelers and how they must feel with Big Ben talking about how nervous he is. And then this week or Tuesday morning, talk was like, man, I feel like I was in a car accident. It's like, oh man, <laughs> he is. Uh... You, you know, well, ironic too, or I don't, coincidental. I don't, I'm not sure which yeah. it is, but uh, either way, Big Ben, you know, you actually were in a car. Yeah, accident, that's the other right? thing, right? You, you remember yeah, that that actually happened to you, so I guess you would know what you're talking. Yeah, about. right. It, yeah, it's like when you say this tastes like shit. Like, no, well, you're you're just saying that. Hopefully, you know, you know, but yeah, sure. Right. I uh, the car accident thing. I wrote a profile of Edelman a few years ago, and it was a Monday night after a Sunday game that um, I sat down with him, and he kept he kept rubbing his arm, and I was like, "Are you okay, man?" He was like. No, I'm not okay. It's like getting into multiple car accidents mm. every Sunday. And ever since he said that to me, anytime I watch football, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. What a, like, I mean, you see it up close on the sidelines and you're like, okay, well, this is definitely accurate. Yeah. But they play um, it off pretty well. No, I don't think. They? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is- Charlotte's like Charlotte's like Joe Burrow's voodoo doll. Every time he gets a sack, <laughs> she's like, ah, that hurts. I don't know. <laughs> I do think they answer. Why I'm like so, so Joe attached Burrow. to this, to Joe Burrow. <laughs> hey, you're know. QB. Um, the, I did uh, make an embroidery one. Yeah, you're telling oh, us. I go. saw the picture but on you- Twitter. Yeah, we should pull that Making up. a voodoo doll. We need a Joe Burrow voodoo doll to get the yeah. Charlotte. Um, to answer the question, I reluctantly, my confidence is not overwhelming, but I will take the Steelers at home. Uh, last I saw it was uh, was uh, six. Is that no, still where I it is? No, I just announced, six. Dave. Our friends at FanDuel you... are saying seven and 40 and a half. But no, it's... Oh, seven? Yeah, yeah, seven, your number. You got this up to seven yeah. now. All right, that starts. Yeah. See, I don't like full time... Week two, we don't have enough evidence well, to know, really, do we? You, but I, I'll, all right, I'll take the I'll Steelers. Oh, go with it. Go with it, Dave. All take right, the Steelers. the Steelers. Take the teaser, Dave. Don't worry about it. That's that's my, that's my favorite right there. Find a, find another Moneyline uh, partner. And maybe, maybe that Moneyline partner is the Seattle Seahawks over your Patriots, Charlotte. Sunday night, the line is four. Seattle's favored by the over-unders, 44 and a half, according to FanDuel. How are you feeling about this? In prime time, let me just read a couple numbers here. If I could find them, Cam, not so great. Eight and 10, Russ, 25 and seven. But Belichick as an underdog doesn't happen much. I don't think it happened last time was the AFC championship. Dave, was that when they went to Denver? Mm-hmm. Was that uh, the Peyton Manning game? What was this a year late? I thought it was 2008, uh, 18. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I wasn't 18. I think you had anyway, that right. Yeah. Belichick is 12 and four uh, as against the spread as an underdog. Charlotte, you feeling nervous about this? You know, I've realized um, I want to be upfront about this. I realize when it comes to um, the Patriots, I am very, very bad at guessing at at predicting anything like mm. with the Celtics. I can say, you know, I, I think honestly they will or they won't mm. win. Um, even with the Red Sox, I'm like, OK, you know, but but when it comes to the Pats, for some reason, I am just like I have no idea. And I think it's because Belichick to me is so wildly unpredictable. Yeah. Like he's predictable and that he'll succeed, but he doesn't always succeed. Like there are games that he has lost in his life and those, those surprise me. And then he wins and he's so I, I really, I mean, I guess if I were playing it safe or looking at numbers, I would say for sure the Seahawks, but 
I also, you know, Belichick's in prove it mode, and that's a scary thing. Right. And uh, Cam looked really good. So maybe I, I just, I, I kind of want to take the Pats, but then in my gut, I'm like, they won't win. So I'm talking in circles. I don't know. Help me. No, what do you it's guys tough. Think? Yeah, by the way, I would love to know uh, Pete Carroll's goal line plans before I pick someone here. If, uh, is he gonna? <laughs> is he just gonna pass uh, from the goal line? And, and it is again. You don't want to base it on one game because they both kind of played lousy teams, especially Seattle when it comes to right. uh, Atlanta's defense, which was 29th last year and looks like they're going to be 57th this year. And not much to speak of when you talk about the Dolphins. They didn't really show up for that game. So this is really both teams' first test. Maybe you do take, maybe the old man take, you get the points here. Maybe you grab them. I don't know. I feel like it's a, 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 the recurring point as we head into week two here is where this is all a Rorschach test. There are very few um, define. We know the Chiefs' offense is devastating. We know the Steelers' defense is devastating, but most other things still are TBD. And I think that applies to both of these situations. I think um, Russell Wilson. If in fact, I mean, with 60 minutes of evidence that they cut him loose against the Falcons, I don't know that that Falcons defense stinks in 2020. I mean, it stunk last year and maybe Russell Wilson is finally going to chase big numbers or, or as part of a game plan is uh, to, to cut him loose as people keep talking about. And in fact, if I can get a little hyperbolic, I think Russell Wilson is uh, underappreciated to some degree on the level, I think he's the 21st century John Elway in reverse. Whereas John Elway was great and dragged some mediocre teams to Super Bowls that the Broncos had no business getting to and then wins two at the twilight of his career. Russell Wilson starts his career with a really complete team, really mm-hmm. uh, terrific defense and everything, gets to two Super Bowls, and now is just dragging these relatively mediocre teams into relevant year after year too. Yeah, I know he has nice pass catchers. I know the president Adams is uh is at the back end of that defense and Bobby Wagner's still there. But Russell Wilson underappreciated for his true generational greatness and and really moving in in my book into that top ten best quarterbacks. It's so funny. Didn't era. wasn't it he didn't that's the thing where he's not received a MVP vote in the last seven years. Yeah. Like Peter King wrote about that. He's like, this is outrageous. He's like, well, I never vote for either, but it's like, yeah, well, that's what ends up happening. Right. It's not like baseball. You don't go first, second, third, right? You get one vote. I'm pretty sure for uh, NFL MVP mm-hmm. and poor Russell hustle, man, muscle uh, Wilson has been shut out in that regard, but putting up, uh, keeps up putting up. And fi- in fact, this will be a high profile game where if he throws for two or three touchdowns, He's right there in the mix with Mahomes and uh, Lamar, I think, for MVP talk. I would think, yeah, I agree with that. I would think, too, that um, uh, my hunch on this one is that the Seahawks take it. I I still think, again, let's see how things shape up over the month here, but I don't buy that the Patriots defense is good because they wear that same logo as the Patriots defense wore. What do you want them to wear? You think they should wear something different? Now convince you? Well, I did. I did say several <laughs> years ago, and I talked to high-profile Patriots about exactly this, and they all said that's exactly how it should go. Is when the Tom Brady era in New England ends, they should immediately revert back to Pat the Patriot on Ooh. the side of the hat. Get rid of Flying Elvis, then let the Pat the Patriot era. I mean, let the Flying Elvis era belong just to Tom Brady. It's its own thing, and now we're back to being the red shirt, white hatted Patriots. They decided. I'm cool to, with uh, that. 
That's a I, great, well, it's a handsome guy. I wish we would have played the music. Sure. This came out of nowhere. We would have played the uniform right. and, uh, music. You're but right. yeah, anything's better than what they had in the 70s, which was like a constipated patriot man of America, like basically sitting on the That's helmet. it. Yeah. That's who I'm talking you, about. Oh, you He's want great. that back? By the way, you want that back? Yeah. And oh. look, by the way, oh, look, no. at, look at him closely. Look at that guy closely. In fact, he looks kind of like Bill Belichick, the guy snapping the football. And then if you look at Flying Elvis, the profile looks a little bit like Tom Brady. It, yeah, it, it actually, only enhances my mm. point. No one talks about this. That's why that's the only reason they hired Belichick. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, because he looked like, yeah, they were like, oh, God, thank God yeah. you came along. Wow, we they we took weren't going to have a coach if we couldn't find someone who looked like the old. It's logo. true. Yeah. He was from, he, they na- nailed him from the terrible Browns. Why would they take him otherwise? It was basically a casting decision. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and the Browns were like, we need to find a literal dog to coach our team uh, because no one looks like this dog. You right. Know? So it's just, uh, like, I never thought mess. of it that way. You're right. Charlie. Who you got in this one, though? Uh, I'm, you know, you, I, I, I know I said, uh, I'm, I'm going to go see. I just think Seattle's better right now. And if the, the lines mm-hmm. are loose and if it's four, um, I think they could be a touchdown better. I just honestly, I, I think you talk about voodoo. I think he, uh, Pete Carroll might be, I, I, I just can't take the brain farts that he might experience. He just, it's like walking into a celebrity party and Charlotte sing uh, John Hamm. She just shrinks. She just folds. I think this is what happens to Pete Carroll when he matches up with Belichick. And uh, But other than that, they're a touchdown better, I think. Um, no, I think that's right. I also, I think that I, I fall prey to that same issue. I think I underrate Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think he's phenomenal. I think it's because he releases videos like Mr. Unlimited right. that you're like, this guy can't be that good. But um, can you guys one day just like surprise me by having John Hamm join the Zoom without telling me and it can we can recreate the feeling of a party? I think we could do that. Because we haven't been to one in so All long. Right. In fact, you're right. That, that's a good idea. That'd be a nice surprise. In fact, we have him right Ooh. here. His name is Joel Solomon. We have him on... Uh, on the, <laughs> no, no, that's not him. Doppelgangers. <laughs> yeah, maybe we, we could bring him on. I like to run lines from famous scenes with actors. Maybe we could do like the zooby dooby doo right, scene. We'll get him what, on. what scene would you like to do? Yeah. We'll get him on for sure. What Charlotte should pick her favorite scene from Mad Men and uh, we'll go yeah. from there. Oh, for sure. I'm on it. I know which one I would do. I'm not telling you guys. Um, we'll get to Emmy stuff. Not that uh, Mad Men is, uh, it, it, John Hamm did win on his last year, I think. But um, let's uh, finish up with my Dallas Cowboys, Atlanta Falcons. Not excited about this, but Dave, you talk about a teaser game. I like the Dow- Cowboys to win, maybe not cover. It's four and a half, 54 points is the over-under. Uh, they're playing Atlanta. Um, yeah, maybe Atlanta's defense isn't as bad as last year. Didn't show up for sure uh, last week against Seattle. I do worry after a loss, after a week one loss, Atlanta is 6-0 and and 6-0 and against the spread. I do not want to see that. But one thing about their defense, they were 29th in the league in sacking the quarterback. Didn't pressure Russ last week. I think they had 31 sacks. We're not going to see the Aaron Donald, we're afraid of this team, uh, offensive line that we, we saw last week. With Cowboys, so I think a lot of points. I'm not touching the spread. I think there's going to be over 54 points. I think it could be like 35, 30, um, something we saw like last night. What do you guys think? I, I don't think. I mean, your team's pretty hurt, Sal. Yeah, our feelings are hurt for sure. Does that? Yeah. They're your feelings, your your players. Does that worry you at all? Yeah, sure. I, we have a cursed uh, linebacker position, and uh, whether it's Leighton Van Der Esch or it's Sean Lee, uh, defensively it, it's rough. Dave's pointed out the offensive line isn't as good with Travis Frederick being out there. That just might be a myth. They're probably average or a little better than average. But that said, I think this is Mike McCarthy's chance to open it up 
Otherwise, he immediately becomes in my top five most hated coaches of all time. Now, I think he opens up. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's short leash for me. I, I think they open it up a little bit and um, score a lot of points. I, I kind of, I'm going to take the Falcons. I How think. dare you? Get out of here. Sorry. That's all right. Sorry. That's okay. You took the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, is this, it's not, it's not a spite thing. Just this isn't, <laughs> this isn't a feelings game. This okay. is business. Wait, what is it? It's what does that say? Uh, what is it? <laughs> Like, no crying in baseball? I don't know. <laughs> no, I said this isn't a feelings game. This is business. No one says that. <laughs> Dave, do you say that? I I don't know. I th- Are you looking for this ain't uh, show friendship. This is show business. Yeah, when people go. say that, yeah. it's like, do they say all right, that? Is that the same? All right. All right. Please, please, please leave. I don't want to <laughs> hang out with you. Whoever says that is like, I, please go. Please go. All right. Uh, I'll see myself out. I'm going to leave the Zoom. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, uh, I think. I mean, I don't I don't want to make you nervous now, yeah. and I don't want to make Cowboys fans nervous and I don't want to make Falcons fans nervous. But I'm I'm a big advocate of the misuse of the must win game thing, mm-hmm. you know, like. a Oh, yeah. But but, but uh, you don't want to lose this game and go to oh and two. I mean, that's really that's a bad. All of a sudden, there's some games looming out there and this is chief among them. You don't want to, you you get the 0 and 2. I guess it's okay for the Cowboys given the division that you are ready if you are standings watching mm-hmm. uh you know 120 minutes into the season. But um man you, you know that's well, a, I, that I, you know the history does right. not favor 0 and 2 teams. Right, and I heard even though there's an extra playoff team, The pundits so, love that and I was just going to say that they love mentioning that your percentage your chance of making the playoffs I think it's in the 20s or something or uh, if you go 0 and 2. Uh, but yes, that needs to be factored in that there's an extra playoff team. But NFC, you got Tampa battling for that seventh spot or whatever it is. You know, you got a lot of Minnesota, you know. Tampa yeah. hits different when he's losing. I know. I know. It's going to be, uh, it, it is, it's mostly a must win in front of fans. They got to get this done. They have to get this done that, for sure. I do. I do hate, I, you know, as much I just pointed it out. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, making a jerk of myself with it. But <laughs> that, that like, oh, and two teams don't make the playoffs. Um, team that scores the first goal tends to win the game and hockey right. and everything. It's like, yeah, that's because the, uh, because the team that went to and two, isn't a good team. That's yeah. why <laughs> like that, that, that's generally why, like, you know, you score first in the Super Bowl, you tend to win. Right. It. It's like, yeah, because you're in the lead, right? Because you took the lead. That's a yeah. Right. It makes sense that that would that that, that would stand. Yeah, exactly. you got kind of right. got to look at the roster. Is it a good team or is it a bad team? The good teams are going to fare better at zero and two than the bad teams. But um, Bengals probably not a great shot to make the playoff. But uh, yeah, right. Um, oh, I know. I'm sorry, sure. I know. Bengals. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, extra points. I told you. Brought to you by Fanduel sports book by now you probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook world-class sports betting app FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets they've got some of the best odds you'll find anywhere and they even get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours guys have you ever worked anywhere where you get paid 24 hours later no right unless you're like cutting Definitely lawns or not. something though no. this is different and it is a business that's a lot no. of reasons to try FanDuel Sportsbook but here's more right now new users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free and get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. I I don't understand, guys. I mentioned this Wednesday. They're giving a million dollars to people who bet our parlays, get risk-free $1,000 bets to every Joe Schmo out there. No strings attached, apparently. Just place any bet you want. You win, you keep the cash, you lose. You get your entire bet up to $1,000 back 
incite credit. And let's talk about their football double up. This is a good one too. You place a pregame money line wager. Your team scores 35 or more points. You double your winnings. Max bonus, $50 in site credit. One eligible wager per person. I don't know. I think this Dallas Cowboys-Falcons game is the perfect one to double up. Maybe both teams. Matty Ice throws from behind. He pads his stats like nobody else. Either way, if you're ready to bet on the NFL this football season, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and be sure to sign up with promo code. That's FanDuel.com slash extra points so they know we sent you fandle.com slash extra points all right just just if i can be a completionist yeah. here charlotte says i think if i heard you correctly charlotte you and i are both on the bears this weekend right mm-hmm. let's what do, what do you think sal i mean it's such a gimme uh, like, like wow six po you're gonna have six and a half it's up to six and a half like that's a oh wow yeah like a, the Giants, did you see them? They look pretty good. Danny Dimes, the Bears got lucky. The Bears are no, going to win that game, and yeah. they're going to win it by a touchdown. Yeah. They are. I agree, Dave. And and I think, to me, the the one play that makes me feel pretty confident about that was when uh, Danny Dimes marches it all the way down the field and then gets hit and just airballs it up. And uh, that was an interception, right? Yeah, that right. That was the Steelers. Yeah, and uh, th- that play... I was like, okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be the problem. How about this? <laughs> like, if yeah. that, no, wh- wh- what? whether uh, it's him or not, or the coaches not being able to figure out how to use him, Joe Judge, Saquon, Saquon Barkley not figuring into this offense, not being the focal point, is a huge issue here. Nine rushes, seventeen yards. Right. Now everyone's saying maybe he's not an every down back. It's like, holy shit, this this team is garbage, garbage, garbage without him in the backfield, at least in terms of scoring points. Um, Steelers exposed him, Dave. It took him a little while uh, because Ben was very, very nervous, as he pointed out, I think, in the, in the pre, uh, pregame presser. But, yeah, I think you could score on this Giants team, and I think they're going to have trouble moving the ball. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, and this isn't 2020 hindsight, but for those who are Saquon truthers and what a great draft pick that was uh, a few years ago, now are still standing by it. But you got to question it that, you know, the the Chiefs drafting Patrick Mahomes, that wasn't a finishing peach. I, I guess the best example is Sony Michelle going to the Patriots in 2018. Um, Mid-December through that playoff run, he was the key um, the key member of that Patriots mm-hmm. offense, not Tom Brady or anybody else in that team winning the Super Bowl. So that was a good pick. He was a finishing peach, uh, uh, piece for a high-end football team. The Giants were not and are not a high-end no. football team. They don't need a a, uh, a Saquon Barkley. They made a big mistake in taking him. And uh, I talk about Charlotte, if, if you're empathizing with the the physical anguish and toll that it takes on a feel bad for him. Yeah. Saquon I Barkley do. is such a it supreme talent. It absolutely kills me. I saw him at the Super Bowl and I was like, sorry, man. And he was like, what? And he was like, sorry, sorry, my bad. Um, but something about the the Giants that I think really hit home to me how much of a disaster <laughs> this organization has become is that Sterling Shepard is the longest tenured player they have. Yeah, right. right. Now. Jeez. No, I'm serious. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, things are yeah, bad. Everybody wants That's out. Great. That's amazing. That seems like a three. Hey, Sal, yeah. use your powers. Uh-huh. I'm willing, you know what? I 
I, Charlotte, I know you probably know this because you're a lucid uh, adult. So surely mm-hmm. you've heard of my deeds in Connect Four. I won three straight Connect Four titles back in the mid '90s. I have uh, actually heard that. I'm one of the, you know, that's congrats. Why, well, that, well, I mean, belated, but yeah, I mean, that's it's something that stands the test of time. I'm a legend for, you know, that's I'm in the pantheon of great sports dynasties. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley is one of these people out there claiming to be what he is not, which is the best in the world. This mm-hmm. guy's the best in the world. And Jim, can we pull up Bruce Springsteen's glory days? There oh, is yeah. that possible? Yeah. <laughs> I, I retired. I retired uh, 20 some years ago now. Mm, mm-hmm. And I only play recreational for now to spread the good word about the great <laughs> for game. Sure. Yeah. Bar- okay. so I, I, would, I would have this best in the world at connect Four, or what? I would I would seriously <laughs> consider coming out of retirement to play him to uh, oh, all right. to play Saquon right. Barkley just to just to send a message. I want to get that going. I tell you what. Yeah. I tell you what, when we can all finally be in the same place in person, we're going to play Connect 4. Oh. Was that a, is that a challenge? That's a, I understand. You understand I just play recreational 4. I don't play competitive 4 any longer. Sounds like you're hedging. Yeah. I'm not hedging anything. I don't play competitive 4. I I, <laughs> I made that decree. It's it it, it Talk about a toll. It took an emotional toll. <laughs> I gave I, I gave everything I had. I had nothing left to give the sport that has done so much for me. All right. Well, a couple okay. of things I want to say. I, I do want to see you guys play recreational four, whatever you want to call it. It could be recreational four. Um, I also, Charlotte, I want to see a list of your top five football players you feel bad for. And I think we should... <laughs> We should look at that <laughs> and uh, and adjust it as the weeks go on. Because honestly, I have mine. Uh, Barkley's right there at the top. And Dave, you said something. I don't even know. Maybe you've um, looked into this. You said in hindsight. Have you ever considered doing a segment called Hindsight? But it's H-E-I-N-Z. And it's basically a Monday morning quarterback uh, recap of the Steelers. I think it would be big. You know? So good. It's count, so good. Count me All in. Right. I'm done. There you go. <laughs> next next Monday. Okay, good. I'm glad I was able to, uh, to get that. <laughs> By the way, it, that's a good time for me. I, I don't know if I told you guys this, but one of my friends, she was asking me how the podcast is going. I was like, oh, it's great. You know, it's a, it's me and I just hang out with my two pals, my two dad pals and me. And she was like, well, that she was like, that's that's right, though, because it's three dads. And I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. OK, so the hindsight really just there you go. drove that one home Perfect. for me. It's going to be a winner. I'm including myself in the in the I'm an honorary dad. You are. So you're in there. <laughs> you're in there for sure. Hey, yeah, honorary thanks. dad, what do you think of your Celtics mm. uh, last night? They blew it. <laughs> I wouldn't. They blew another double digit so. lead. There's four double digit leads they've blown in the playoffs. That's a lot. In the third quarter. Yeah. In the third quarter. I wanted I wanted to send them straight to their room. I wanted to turn this car around <laughs> right now. I wanted they did not get dessert. Yeah. Um, but I think that they took care of that themselves in the locker room. Malika Andrews on um Scott Van Pelt show last night was saying that she that all the reporters were waiting in the area they're supposed to wait before the PR people bring the um the players out they were supposed to bring Tatum I guess and Jalen Brown I think were the two guys they were going to bring out and um Malika said that she asked to speak to Marcus Smart too and and they wouldn't let them past the barrier Mm. where they normally do and they could hear just yelling in the locker room and something heavy like a chair being thrown or and then Marcus Smart storms out and he's swearing into the bathroom goes into the bathroom security guard follows him into the bathroom and you know they come out and and Tatum was like you know we uh we're having some conversations wow 
And apparently they're meeting today, Friday, um, which they would have done anyway. But I think there's some smoothing over that needs to happen, which I get because I don't know what the hell is happening to this team. They fall apart in the third quarter and you can say, okay, you know, they're a young team still, but it's like, how long can you be a young team for? Like this is the third year of them being a promising young team where at some point, if you don't get your shit together, like you're not promising. So being down 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Heat team that seemed to come out of nowhere doesn't feel great. They are good. They seem to have a boundless energy, a lot of easy hoops, like an ups like a like a great like college basketball team. You just see like easy dunks and open threes, but they work for everything. Um they hang in yeah. and then they just destroy you in the fourth quarter. It's unbelievable. And they, you know, the, they have guys like Duncan Robinson who only really takes threes. He was like six for 12 from three. And by the way, Dave, you're with me, I think, on this. Duncan Robinson, how was he not drafted by the Spurs? Do what you have to do to draft a guy named Duncan Robinson. Now, it's one thing if his last name is just Robinson, you could pass on it, the David Robinson thing. But Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Duncan Rob, that's got to be your player. You have to work. Anyway, it has nothing to do with this series. No, you're exactly right. That's why I remain vexed until justice is served in Paxton Lynch, who is a spot on doppelganger for Buccaneer Bruce, the old Buccaneers logo, you know, with the with the the hat tilted uh, slightly askew um, and the pencil mustache. Paxton Lynch must be on the Bucks for that reason. Same goes here with Duncan Duncan Robinson. I'm I'm with you 100. Um, percent I think there might be a a mild Florida over Northeast thing happening here. Tampa Bay ahead of the Red Sox in the baseball standings. Mm-hmm. It's true they're still playing baseball right now. I I, I was stunned God, to, well, to learn are you that. Serious? I met my Mets are making my, a move. I'm not writing baseball. My off jaw hit the floor when I heard that they're still playing <laughs> baseball. I could not get over it, but they are. And the blinking guy gif. Right. Miami over the Celtics right now. I think the funny thing is, um, and then uh, Boston guy moves down to Tampa and promptly loses uh, right. last Sunday. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I think the funny thing here, like we touched on a couple of days ago, Sal, is that the NBA powers that be are likely rooting for Celtics and um, Lakers for the ratings, mm. but the more entertaining teams are the other two, right? I mean, the, yeah. certainly. Well, the it, NBA it, needs Denver out of there because there's no shortage of storylines if it's a LeBron against the old Heat franchise. Right, and, yeah, that's And fair. obviously Lakers-Celtics uh, is great too, but you talk about must-win Charlotte tomorrow. Celtics favored by three. That's high for this series. They're still favored. Six and a half because they're backs against the wall here. I don't know. I wouldn't. I'm not sure. Maybe take them in the first half or the first quarter. Or there's a bet, Charlotte, you can make first to 20. First team to score 20 points. Celtics are usually on top of those, but they can't hold these leads. Miami does not go away. And maybe Miami had the better. I don't know. They beat the Pacers and Bucks. Which was, I don't. It's, it's more impressive than what the Celtics did beating the Sixers and Raptors. I'm not sure anymore. I do know the Lakers have benefited. Three days ago, they were plus one sixty to win this whole thing. They're already a minus two twenty favorite. Heat plus three sixty. Denver nine to one. And your Celtics, Charlotte. If you believe in them to win the title, now's the time to jump on them. Plus nine fifty. Anybody have thoughts on Lakers tonight? Seven point favorite over the Denver Nuggets. Just. I mean, just seems anticlimactic one thing? with this other Eastern Conference uh, battle going on. But yeah, say one thing. Can I say one mm-hmm. thing quickly about Duncan Robinson? Oh, yeah. 
he is the closest I will ever get to playing in the NBA because he started out. I went to Colby College, which is a part of a athletic conference called NESCAC, New England Small College Athletic Conference, mm-hmm. like really D3, super, super D3. And uh, Duncan Robinson went to Williams before transferring to where did he go? Did he Michigan. go to Michigan? Did I make yep. that? Yeah. Uh, and so that was like my anchor man. So you're saying there's a chance oh. or dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a <laughs> you chance. You can get it. You can get it. It's not too late. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to think. Maybe this is our teaser game, Dave. Lakers just to win. Yeah. I, I mean, if you follow the recent trends, the the Nugs have a, a habit of falling way back in a series and then rallying. So I think you're pretty safe right. betting the next handful of games here in favor of the Lakers. And I also think practically um, you know, you watch Jokic and you say, what, what are you supposed to do with a guy that size who comes out to the foul line and catches it and makes uh, and throws dime passes, touch passes yeah. to his teammates? The answer is Anthony Davis and LeBron James and and off the bench, Dwight Howard and so on. I think that's it just practically seems like a bad matchup. Jamal Murray can steal it, uh, uh, of course. But is he going right. to um, do enough? I, I know we're talking about game one, but I'm but talking about I the think, course yeah, the of the 50, series. It's the hard 50 for me to imagine. nights might be done for Jamal Murray. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong with that. But this, this series is taking a backseat for sure. Maybe because they haven't played in so long. Um, NHL, real quick. The Islanders really put up a nice fight there. Was, and, and, you know, when you, you can just sense it if they get – you get point blank shots at the goal and don't put it on net. And it's like, all right, the other team's going to come back, even though they killed four minute majors, stuff like that. It didn't matter. Tampa, they're rugged. They're favored to win the star, uh, to beat the stars uh, minus one ninety five for the series. I don't know. I think I like Dallas. Tampa's a little dirty. They get in there. They're rugged. Uh, Dallas 12 come from behind wins this year. Eight, I think in the, uh, in the bubble here from third period on, you like you like Tampa Bay though. I do like Tampa Bay, and with all due respect to you and our mutual pal, Islanders diehard, unparalleled yeah. Nick Santoro. We were texting the whole time. Yeah. My my answer, I, yeah, I was going to text you guys, and I felt it was inappropriate because uh, right. all I would have to all I would have to say about the Islanders losing in overtime and being vanquished and and staying cupless since 1983 is oh, good. Shut up! I, I I I hate the Islanders. The only team I hate more in all of sport is the Philadelphia Flyers. To which I say, good times a million that they're out of it too. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Lightning here. I'm a pedigree snob. They're the they're not just more talented than the stars. You could make a case that they have the most offensive firepower of any team in the NHL. I suspect they'll take down Dallas. Stars. All right. Now I take, I take lightning too, because they, they beat the Bruins. And for some reason, when, if my team has to get beat, I want the team that beat them yeah. to prove that they were truly the best. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, the blues beat the Bruins and went on to win the cup. Oh wait, no, that was the cup, right? No, I'm trying okay. To- <laughs> all right. Good. No, but good. let's lightning. Uh, Dave, let's, lightning remains a terrible name though. It's, it's still a it terrible is true. name. We, no we, I like we it. have lightning and heat and we're stuck on the is and ours now because of that, because these teams are still around and the, and the uh, Thank playoff. God the Thunder's out the of it. The Thunder's, yeah, they'll find a way back in just to drive us crazy. Hey, why aren't they the Thunderbolts? Shouldn't they be the Thunderbolts? Wouldn't that be or, or Oklahoma City thun, uh, uh, Twisters? That would be a cool name. Yeah, the Thunder. Come on, I actually Lightning. agree with you. Yeah, because oh, hurricane. look who I got the adverb. I got the I got the actually adverb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, whenever it comes to uniforms or team names, Dave and I are usually at odds. But in this case, I actually do agree That's with good. you. I think the the Oklahoma City Twisters would be a, a cool name. I wonder yes, if we could you. think of uh, if we could agree on Emmys uh, Sunday night. My cousin Jimmy Kimmel is hosting. This is this is going to be Wait. done 
virtually. Jimmy's your cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cousins. Yeah. His mother and my father, <laughs> brother and sister. Yeah. I oh I figured I wait halfway through uh, this episode to announce it, but no, um, <laughs> he's hosting. It's over Zoom. Um, it's going to be interesting. They have 140 cameras set up in the uh, nominees' homes, so who knows? I mean, you could see someone going to the bathroom. I don't know. Like, there, there's a lot going on. Uh, I want to hit the two big categories, and then I want to uh, develop our own category: best drama odds, succession. Um, these are just playful odds, but minus 400 to win the whole thing. Ozark, The Crown, Better Call Sal, Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, The Mandalorian. I kind of watch all of these. I really do. Um, I didn't realize it. Handmaid's Tale is not as uh, important as it was because you're like, oh, can you imagine this would be like, well, life is kind of like this now. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's right. Like, Real life has now fully right. exceeded the Handmaid's I Tale. I made so. it and I made it half an episode into that really? series before I was like, I live this. What are we doing? And I turned it off. I truly, oh, did you I was try like, this is recently. Did you try? No, oh. no, this was a few years ago. I was like, nope, we're heading in this direction. Oh, wow. Can't do it. Well, why don't you tell us this, Charlotte, instead of just uh, keeping <laughs> us a secret? We could have maybe prepared. Um, Better Call Saul, I love. Great season. It's been slow a little bit, uh, first couple, but I really think they hit their stride. Ozark, I, I uh, it's polarizing. I, I'm in love with that show, but uh, a lot of people don't like it. I don't watch The Crown, um, but Charlotte, you do like Succession. I like it too. You're, you're I love it. Heels. Yeah. I love it. I don't know whether it's because, um, you know, I live in New York and I've worked in media. Mm -hmm. I know writers on the show who worked at places that I have worked or for people who I have worked for who did the things in this show. So it's sort of like uh, the like the little startup websites. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, right. it's just the whole thing hit home to to an extent. I just think it's really smart, cleverly written. And um, the characters are they they make you like people who yeah. are doing terrible yeah, things. Yeah, Dave, do you watch this? That's that's exactly it. This is one of those shows where it, you you can't like any or feel bad for any characters in this thing because they're all despicable and yet it all comes together. Do you watch this show? Yeah, I do. And twenty uh, first century dramas are marked by exactly that. Yeah. Starting out with uh, with uh, you know. Don Draper and uh, Tony Soprano. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you know the the antihero. Who are who are we actually rooting for? Right. And the the trick is to make you root for these despicable people. I think Succession succeeds in that regard. Um, I love The Mandalorian though too. Oh. I know I'm a grown up. I know I'm not supposed to be into it. I happen to think as a as a side note, these side things, not the the um, the main pictures, if you will, um, the main stage movies that Star Wars has put out haven't been good. But Rogue One and Solo and The Mandalorian, <laughs> Chef's Kiss. Nice. Uh, but Dave's a big big Star Wars. Fan. He, Dave would I I don't think you kept the streak up because now there's been uh, 17 Star Wars pictures, but you would wait right. to watch with your sister, right? And, and right and for many of these, well, it's also because I had different states for many of these, right? Yeah, it's because I had 17 children and she had some of her <laughs> right. own, and it got hard to justify. Like, yeah, Dad's gonna fly off now to go watch Star Wars <laughs> in uh, in two time zones away with his uh, with his grown up <laughs> sister. See you, kids. I hope you guys get to see it yeah. too. So yeah, that 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 was hard yeah. to. Uh, to well, it, it's not going to win. It's uh, it's entertaining. The Mandalorian. Uh, I think Succession does win. I, Charlotte, my, my one problem with it, it's and I, I'm terrible to watch TV with because even my favorite shows, I'll do 20 minutes on what I don't like about them. You know, Breaking Bad or The <laughs> Sopranos or anything. But 
the double crosses seem so predictable now. And, and I think that's the challenge of having season two and season three of shows like succession, but I, I, it, it's just too much. It's like, Oh, come on. How did he fall? Why did, why would he hire the CEO from the competing media company to come in? Of course, she's going to screw over the sister. Like I'm forgetting everyone's name now, but they become really, really predictable. And you end up getting mad at uh, what smart people are falling for. I totally, I totally see that. Um, I think that that started happening. Yeah. I do think without giving it away that the yes. ending of season two good. Um, it was really great because it was slightly ambiguous. Yeah. You know, I think a bunch of different people sort of saw it a different way. And that to me was smart. That was the, that was the twist that they needed in order to keep me interested. Right. Um, because otherwise I, I think you're right. Also an alarming number of people have told me that I remind them of Shiv Roy, really? who is just out there like screwing everybody over all the time. And I was like, oh, uh, I hope not. and I like to think it's a compliment because she has nice clothes and looks confident, <laughs> but I also hope it's not because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> is she the, she's the daughter? Redhead. Shiv? Yeah. I, 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 yeah, the yeah, redhead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really? People compare you to her. Yeah. That's yes. Kinda, yeah. I guess that's a powerful woman, but I guess I you like, could I, also take that the wrong way. Too. Yeah. I was like, thank you. I think uh. <laughs> I will uh. say I will say, too, as a side note, you know, the what is the saying about progress, uh, you know, re progress uh, owed to desperation or whatever? Mm. Um, I think that just like the NFL draft, I think uh, Kimmel and company are in for a better show than usual because the home cams, I mean, what, what are those speeches always like, Hey, shout out to yeah, everybody right. at home and everything for them to be able to turn to their kids. And that's going to be way more satisfying viscerally than, than them running up to the stage. I think, I think we're in store for I, a, yeah. a better be so show. Different. Than yeah. I'm interested to see who the seat fillers in, who people call for like, I don't know, the housekeeper's going to show up or I don't know how they're going to do it. It's, it'll be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> 10 bucks, there's like a task rabbit where you can have someone come sit on your couch. Dave, I imagine uh, Jimmy uh, uh, having Josh the butler drop off these Emmys at people's houses. It's, uh, it's, it's, okay. Just driving from house to house all over Hollywood or Australia, wherever you got to get this. You Wait, get yeah. This. Are they going to have someone drive the statues to the that's, people's that's houses? That's supposed to be a surprise. I think it's going to be, I don't know. I think it's, it's going to be an element of, uh, <laughs> of comedy. Thing, good thing you could ruin it here. Oh, what? I, wow, I really it. hope Josh the butler isn't uh, <laughs> really <laughs> tasked to do that. Um, best comedy odds. This is something like that I can't I watched Curb and that's it. Curb is up for it. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I think it wins, right? I, I don't watch it. Dead to me, the good place, Kaminsky method, insecure, what we do in the shadows, but Schitt's Creek, that's what's talked about. That's the favorite, almost a three to one. Favorite. I think that's good. Do you win. watch that, Charlotte? I watched it. I this is I don't think fans of the show are gonna like that I say this. Um I loved the first few seasons because there was still an edge to the humor. Yeah. Um, and it was there was an edge, but then they always sort of ended the plot lines or the storylines with with being kind. Mm -hmm. And so I loved it because I was like, it'll sort of keep you on your toes. But there was still sort of, you know, it was it wasn't saccharine. And then the last season I could not really? watch. I watched the finale to find out what happened, and it was like the sappiest thing I had ever seen. And everyone's like, oh, but it's so moving. And I think that the show kind of drank its own Kool-Aid and started writing something to make fans feel good mm. and lost sight of like what made the writing smart to begin with. And so it was lovely for people who loved it. But I was oh, like, oh, so it's uh, over. I didn't even. So it's done. Oh, oh they're yeah. going to win then. 
Yeah, they're good. They're yeah. Good. yeah, it's it's over with. I mean, as usual, you can play this game perennially of like, is that definitely a comedy? Does that, you know, that I, I dead to me, if you haven't watched mm-hmm. it, Sal or Charlotte, uh, it's a it's a really good show. Really? It's really uh, entertaining and compelling plot twists and everything else. I don't know that I would properly, like I say, call it a comedy. It's weird to me, and this happens every year again, is what is wrong with Always Sunny in Philadelphia that it keeps getting God, this, uh, I know. Oh, yeah, this high hat. It really is, again, some more hyperbole in historical terms. It, in uh, In my opinion... I, and by the way, I thought Curb Your Enthusiasm was pretty good this year. I didn't think it's it another one that just drives me crazy with some premises, but overall, good. I, I get more laughs out of that than anything. But yeah, I guess yeah, I just it, you know, I think that one should be nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Always Sunny. And if I may, let's win play show it real quick here since we're talking comedies. Mm-hmm. The greatest comedy in the history of people is The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. The place, the place is. Just recently, I made this change. The Larry Sanders Show and three dropping, but still an all-time classic. Cheers. Those wow. are the three best comedies. I so strongly disagree yeah. with you. What do you mean you so strongly disagree? <laughs> I just issued it. You it's can't done. do three. You can't do three. It's just like you can, I just can did you it. Do, I just can did you do it. three favorite songs? Like you can. You can't. You can't do it. It's not good. When are we doing our Spotify playlist? Oh, yeah. I thought we were going to start unveiling those, uh, too. I, I, Mine's I, I, just give me, every, give me, every Iron Maiden album. Charlotte, give me one. Give me one. What, what's the biggest disagreement out of those three? The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, all right. I'm, I'm going to go. No, stick around, Dave. I, I, why stick am I, around. I mean, I don't even know. What am I supposed to say? Somebody who wants to denigrate the funniest show of all time. All right. It hasn't been good for at least a decade. But that's kind of <laughs> like the that's like the Rolling Stones, though. Are you going to condemn uh, their their work? You know, prior you know to Steel, uh, Steel Wheel, Wheels came out 30 some <laughs> years ago. And it's stunk right. and everything since has stunk, but their body no, of work, you know, the in their prime. No, no, no. I hate the stones you, too. God. I love the stones. Do you know what I love is that I knew all I had to say was the Simpsons yeah. and Dave would just like eject out of his seat and it worked. I knew <laughs> I did that ejector? to get a rise out of you and it worked. Uh, uh, speaking of, uh, speaking I feel, of seats, I feel speaking of seats that's, uh, <laughs> that's an Archie Bunker right there in the background is a replica all in the family Archie Bunker tape. I put all in the family number one. I got to put Seinfeld. Number one. I have to put Seinfeld up there. I, I can't do three how do you do three we forget curb your enthusiasm is better than seinfeld it just it just takes out the the cartoon character that is kramer it's a better show no now now you're against cartoon characters after you put simpsons number one i I don't know what you gotta be uh (laughs) hey how about uh the show that you're too young for the cosby show charlotte but that was freaking great I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it great. was fun. It was a great show. It was a, a family ties was funnier. Right. Family ties was way funnier. The show that has funnier. made me yeah. laugh more than any other show, like like laugh till I cry, is Veep. Great, great. That's There's too one. many. This one. is crazy. You can't do top three. Thirty Rock many. is in the conversation. A little uh, slept upon, but a, but all right. dynamite. All right. I mean, uh, don't all right, me. I told you my list. Go 10 back to, how ago. about how about Taxi or or Odd Couple? We got to go back. These, these are the classic. I went back to Cheers. Yeah. That's a classic. Um, let's let's make our own though, since we all agree on uh, the comedy, we can move on now. How about this? Now this is a this isn't an especially original idea, but I haven't heard it in a while. A sports Emmy, best acting by an athlete or sports participant. In 2019-2020 season, Charlotte, do you want to start off? There are so many, so many uh, options out there. Someone who yeah, how many? Put on, Should put I just say show. one? Yeah, you could, you could say one. Uh, <clears throat> I think Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because Rudy Gobert touches all of the microphones, stops sports because of coronavirus. He gives it to um, the jazz star, Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. They don't speak for months. Right. Then they get to the bubble and they have to pretend that everything is okay. And Mitchell's like, no, we're good. We're cool. And they seemed okay in the court. But like, I think that's a tough one to come back from after you don't talk for months. So I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it to Donovan he Mitchell for, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Like, all right. So he did the best acting job and you're right. That was not just, um, one play that was over a course of months. So he had to really keep it going. All right, Dave, who's your winner? I'll go with Od- Odell Beckham. I continue to celebrate his ongoing career streak of either when targeted by a pass, mm. he either catches it or if things go awry, he always gesticulates wildly to the nearest referee he was interfered with. <laughs> right. Now, on Thursday night, you saw the jersey tug. That was a real one. They're not all real. And yet, Odell, right. same reaction every time. What? What? It's impossible that I, the play wouldn't end with me catching the pass if it was thrown in my direction, obviously. Mm-hmm. Settle down. <laughs> all right. That's a good one, too. Um Boy, I had so many to choose from. I think if you expand it to sports media personalities, I think me and uh, Rachel Bennett and I should get one for pretending to like Clay <laughs> Travis for a half hour every day. That's that's that puts in a that's a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, it's not going to be Coach Belichick with the Subway commercial. I had Gobert and Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad. He's a bad actor. Yeah, Belichick proves himself to be a bad actor. Also, all the people who after they give you their visceral reaction, like, hey, you just got in trouble. You ran afoul of the law or team rules or whatever. And they're like, hey, man, that's just how I got to do things. Then their publicist gets in their ear and like, you got to clean this up here. I've scripted this apology for you. And they're like, I wish to apologize to my teammates (laughs) and to the fan base. Like, you're you're not a compelling enough actor to pull off that these are your words, you know? The only thing we've learned now is that your publicist scripted That's something for you. I once made an apology bingo for men. So if you guys you ever did? need it, let oh, me know. Oh, please. I would mm-hmm. love to see that. <laughs> I need to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll send it. We'll put it on it our on refrigerator. Um, Great. I think uh, I could say Jalen Ramsey, too, for faking getting pushed off or whatever last week. Right. And if it sends the Cowboys season into a tailspin. Maybe I lean on that. But I think I'm going to go with Bullock, this kicker for the Bengals, who seemed completely fine. <laughs> Last week, he misses a field goal, immediately grabs his leg. I think we joked that Jameis should have done this after every interception last year, just grabbed the shoulder. Yesterday, not like, like, like fresh as a daisy, came out there kicking uh, straight through the uprights, no injury at all. I said he would have um, garnered more sympathy if he had grabbed his foot after uh, his leg after a made field goal, then it seems like you're legitimate, but no, you were clearly acting last week. Bullock, what's his first name? Ryan? I don't know what it is. Randy. Randy, Randy. we got to get it right because we're going to put it on the uh, statue when he gets our, uh, our sports Emmy. So uh, <laughs> Randy or Ryan Bullock, um, uh, Charlotte, you said uh, Donovan Mitchell and Dave, you said Odell Beckham Jr. All right. Those are our 2020 sports Emmy mm-hmm. winners, best acting by an athlete or sports participant. Now, Congrats to yeah, everybody. Really. Yeah, it's an honor just to be mentioned. Is this going to be a fan vote? Oh, we should put it on a Twitter poll. Right. Let's do that. Let's put that up on a Twitter poll. We'll do that. Or you can reach out to us at the extra points gang. At gmail.com. I'll read one. You want me to read one real quick? This is, yeah. uh, again, it's the extra points gang at gmail.com. This is from Tristan 
Michaelate. How would you pronounce that? M I K O L E I T. Michaelate. Michaelate. Light. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Back to back E in the email address tripped me up more than I anticipated. See, I I warned people. Anyways, yeah. you guys wondered why you weren't getting any mail praising Sal and Damashek. What more do we need to prove? it to you. We were able to follow you all the way to extra points through all of your podcast hops, including the one that somehow kept the name, but changed colors. That's against all odds. That's inside. But most of us here had to wade through the wild, trying to track down a podcast through color sorting, knowing there were two colors, but only one, which you should pay attention to. You can be confident you all have something good going on. So that's nice. All right. I'm just going to go off on a, on a nice note. Isn't that, that's all right. That's so We lovely. could do that. Um, no more Emmys, no more emails. Time to get down to business right now. Ooh. Our extra points for extra pay parlay. Fandle sent us spreads. We picked our games. We did it yesterday. They sent us our spreads that are going to boost our odds. We cost them a million dollars last week. And somehow this was a good thing. Dave hit us with the game that we're going to add a point to and get an odds boost for. I mean, obviously... Uh, this is sincere that this is my pick of the week. And it, it, it to highlight why I feel so strongly about this, the Philadelphia Eagles, 0-1, again, we can debate must win, must win, whatever. But really, going to 0-2 would be a real gut punch in the in the city of brotherly love um, for, for that team. And meantime, you have the Rams, who look better than we all thought they might. Um, against your Cowboys a week ago, flying across the country to play in Philadelphia. The Eagles have to have it. The Rams are probably feeling good, I understand. But to highlight it, on Wednesday night into Thursday morning, the line flipped on the news that uh, it was uh, the Eagles plus one and a half at home when we didn't know Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders were going to practice. Then they did practice. It moved three points overnight. Mm -hmm. And so now the Eagles are uh, are giving a point and a half. Um, so I got listen. I got the Eagles here, eleven and six in their last seventeen after a loss, twelve and six in their last eighteen home games against non divisional foes. This all points to an Eagles victory. All me. right, and you're getting the line. Fanduel moved it from minus one and a half, as you said, to minus a half. Not usually an important number there and there, but. You basically just you have to win the game. Win. You have to win the game. Win the game, yeah. and the Eagles are going right. to win that win game. Win 21-20. Make everybody laugh there. All right, Charlotte, you go. All right. I'm taking the Chiefs over the Chargers um, at minus 8.5, which goes to minus 7.5. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, when I was looking through the, the list of games, and um, I, I was just like, how do you not pick the Chiefs, like the Chargers barely beat the Bengals. The Chiefs looked unbelievable over the Texans, who are a pretty good team with a pretty good quarterback. Um, I think Tyrod Taylor struggled last week. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the Chiefs are in a 10 game winning streak, mm -hmm. which is insane. And uh, Mahomes has 25 total touchdowns and just six giveaways during this streak. Uh, they're 14 and one straight up, 13 2 against the spread in the last 15 road, road games against AFC West teams. So, like, I don't, it seems like free money yeah. is what I'm, is my thought they process. They kill here. the Chargers. My, they kill them. They go, they're going to, I mean, LA it's going to be San embarrassing. Diego. Yeah, wherever it is. They just, they just roll Oh, really? I'm going to feel bad. I'm, yeah. I'm going to feel bad for Tyrod Taylor. Like, that's who I'm going to feel bad for next okay, week. That's going to be my top oh, he'll five. He'll go right to the top if of the you, list. Nice. If you have actual facts and uh, numbers to support your side of things, <laughs> then, I, then, then I'm in some trouble here. But off the top of my head, it feels like the Chargers no. give. 
the Chiefs as much trouble six, as anybody. Six I suspect straight wins, Are you six straight wins and, yeah. uh, and, and, and really? whatever counts as their home field, the Chargers. Yeah. I feel like, um, well, yeah, new, new digs now. And so maybe they get some juice out of that. The Chargers do some minor bang out of that. I bet you, here's my prediction. I don't know if it'll help or hurt uh, Charlotte's uh, ultimate prediction here, but I bet you we see Justin Herbert in this mm. one. I think that you're right. The Chiefs will jump them. They'll go into the locker room up double digits and all that. I wonder if they'll just make the switch quickly because because it'll start to feel like, all right, we ain't winning the Super Bowl Chargers. Uh, Anthony Lynn will just say, let's get the kid in there and start rolling mm. with him. I kind of worry that, that Herbert will be nervous as a rookie I don't know I think he's going to take a while and warm up so maybe yeah they put him in against a team where they know they're going to lose already and get him some reps not, not um, as ter- terrified as Big Ben the guy's been in the league for 45 <laughs> years he's all of a still has the butterflies unbelievable uh well when you really love someone so yeah that's true <laughs> Charlotte I like this pick I think we've seen enough out of the Chargers they take forever to move the ball offensively they play nice defense even though Derwin James is out it's going to be a struggle against Mahomes or just eventually he's going to put up 28, 31 points. And I don't think the Chargers uh, stick with it. I think it's like 31, 16 final. I like Charlotte's pick. I know Dave doesn't like my pick. I am taking the Houston. Oh, I'm just worried about the it. Houston Texans. I'm jumping that line there. I went from seven and a half to eight and a half points at home over the Baltimore Ravens. I know the Ravens were lights out last week against the Browns. That's insane. No, listen to me. Now you can't just take the favorite every game. I get it. The lines are a little soft right now, but I like the Texans. You talk about must win. I don't even know that they win this game. I think they keep it close. Um, they don't want to go 0-2. I think the Ravens are looking ahead. This happens a lot. They're looking ahead to the primetime game against the Chiefs next Monday. This happens, Charlotte. This is like like you, I said, at a ho- uh, Hollywood party. You're looking over everyone's shoulder until John Hamm walks through the door. This is what the Ravens are doing with the Chiefs. Um, Texans 8-0 and after a loss, 28 points a game. Fuller had 10 targets last week, 112 yards. Obviously no DeAndre Hopkins, but Watson will have a serviceable offense in front of them right there. And their defense wasn't horrible. They gave up uh, decent numbers to Mahomes. I think they had like 220 yards last week. Texans stay in here. Bill O'Brien keeps it close. I think it's uh, 24-20, 24-21 in there. Who cares? Who wins? Who cares? I'm taking the Texans plus the points. All right, that's our part. When you now that you've explained it, I feel better about this. Actually, <laughs> I do think I think I'm with you, Sal. I'm with no, you. No, I'm betting. Uh, I'm. I, I think I'm the only one betting the inferior team in the matchup for sure. You um, <laughs> are, but I I think you're right here. So anyway, this is the big news. That parlay normally plus four eighty eight, a little less than five to one, pays plus six thirty. Eagles minus a half, Chiefs minus seven and a half, and take the Texans all the way up to eight and a half, and let's cost our boss another million. Let's do it. How long before they fire us? This can't be a good thing. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> I like that they're like, no, this is great news. By like, if this goes on for a yeah. few more weeks, I could be like, uh, I mean, okay, maybe <laughs> maybe blow one. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, take one off. Just take a dive in the second round. I get round. the Would idea is that they're going to get this money back from these people who are now interested in gambling tenfold. Like, all right, you're going to get $10 million back? I don't know. This is not money I understand. But uh, good for you, FanDuel, for uh, losing money. And uh, <laughs> Thank you, FanDuel. We'll keep it going. Charlotte, what kind of plugs you have going? What do I got? Uh... This week on the People's Sports Podcast, Mark Titus and I went through our top five most thankless jobs in sports. 
Um, it's the third episode, so this isn't saying much, but it is definitely my favorite yet. I think uh, I had a ton of fun doing it. So go subscribe, listen, download, blah, blah, blah. Tell your mom. Um, I've got a piece about how I feel bad for Joe Burrow coming out later today. If my editors let me run it, if it's not too stupid, <laughs> if it's too stupid, then I'll see you Monday or Tuesday for the NFL recap. <laughs> <laughs> if it's too stupid, just bring it on our show Monday. We'll, we'll take any. <laughs> I did. I just gave, I gave it <laughs> oh, to you today. I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. That was stupid. No, 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 that was great. Thank that you. was great. No, they need to print that. That was a, that was a spirited conversation. Right. We I, had. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Dave, what about you? I'm really hoping you're right about the Texans for a number of reasons here. And a, oh, yeah. a straight up win would be fine by me. Um, I will uh, yeah, fade Jeff Schwartz, you know, yeah. check out the the latest episode of Minus Three. If this doesn't sell you on it, I got a text from Jeff Schwartz last night and he said, I thought today's episode was really good. So, oh. I mean, if, 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 it, if that doesn't sell you on it, I don't know what else to tell you. Jeff wouldn't uh, say that if he didn't Yeah, do you it. have proof, Dave? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, Screenshot. Uh, but uh, yes, do fade Jeff Schwartz. Get in there. Um, Fanduel.com slash minus three to cash in on that one. Um, I, you know, I got a hunch about the Bears actually beating the Giants by a touchdown. Or you can ride with Schwartz, whichever way you want to go on that one. And uh, uh, Dave's of Thunder, more foolishness there. Check out the uh, check out that one with David Feeney and me talking about go. nonsense. Bears are good. Their defense hasn't flexed their muscles yet. We haven't seen the Roquan Smith. I haven't seen. You know, I think Jones was out uh, last game. You can see obviously. Uh, Keem Hicks. I think. I think they're. Uh... I just think pro football players do not. It doesn't register. Like, the, I don't think the Bears are in the locker room. Like, we really should have lost that yeah. game. Yeah, you know, the right, right. Swift catches no. the ball. We. I don't think that matters to them. They're like, we're one and oh, we're feeling good. Bears this are coming back, together. Baby. I think yeah. that's really how they think. Yes, of course. We always see something stupid propel an inferior team to uh, heights that they shouldn't reach. Uh, they're going to use it as a launch pad. Um, I'm at the cousin Sal. Check out all. The uh, podcast on the network. They're very, I'm very proud of all of them. I really am. Against all odds, we cover six football games on uh, the blue, right, Jim? It's going to be the blue version of Against All Odds. Download and subscribe there. Our fantasy podcast with Jerry Ferrara and Jen Piacente, Waiver Wire. That's good. Lots of uh, good stuff there. The Lemon Pepper Parley podcast. Dave, you said minus three. That's good. Jeff Schwartz even endorses it. And uh, Laugh Lines, Guillermo Rodriguez is on with me. And Rachel Benetta. And that does it. And I want you to remember, even though you may feel like an underdog, <laughs> reminder that you're all my favorites. <laughs> it's reminder, then remember, and I screwed it up Hard. again. <laughs> See you Monday. <laughs> <laughs>